This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so people know who you are, David Hochberg, but I don't really know if they know who you are. Does that make sense? Sure. Your name is all over Chicago radio uh, here at The Score. WGN, WLS, you're in everything. You've got suites at Blackhawks, suites at Bulls. You're always around and involved, but nobody knows who the fuck you are, who you are as a person. Okay. They, they just know you're the mortgage man, right? You need a mortgage, you need a home loan, you go to David Hochberg. I, as a single radio producer, don't ever envision the ability to even own a home. It's just not, not, not in the cards for me. Unless right now, I inherit something, right? Oh, stop yourself. Sometime so I, I want to get to that, right? Right. But how did how did you get here? How did you get to be the the mortgage king of Chicago? Uh, started in the mortgage business in August of two thousand. So I was in the scrap iron and metal business. I was going in out of foundries and steel mills, selling them and buying buying raw materials to make new steel. I was in out of steel mills and foundries. Saw a bunch of my friends making a lot of money in the in the late 1990s, 2000s, and I'm like, um, you know, I was putting out 50,000 miles on my car, doing concentric circles of Indiana, Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, just to call on. How old were you then? How old? I was yeah. in my. I was right out of college. That was my first job out of college. So I was in the scrap iron and metal business for 12 years. Got out uh, in August of 2000. The scrap industry was on its rear end. The economy sucked. We were charging manufacturing plants $500 to pick up their material because that was the cost to to pick it up with the truck and the driver. There was no market, and I'm just like, I got to get out of this. This is a dead end. The only people that make money in the steel industry and the scrap industry are the guys that own the companies and whose names are on the trucks. Okay, so. Had a great run. I worked for, at the end, I worked for a company called Metal Management. I worked for the Cozies. Phenomenal organization. Great, great family. Uh, great name in the industry. But it was at a time where I wasn't going to go anywhere in that industry. So I reached out to the guy that did my mortgage. Said, hey, I'm at a, I'm at a crossroads here. I'm at 28 years old. I'm getting married. Um, uh, no, not 20. I was in my 30s. I was in my 30s. I'm getting married. I'm engaged. I got to do something. I got to get out of the scrap industry. He's like, yeah, you could... Do it. Uh, come on over, and I'll teach you. That was August of two thousand. Uh, learned, learned, learned the ropes. Made photocopies at thirty. Sat in offices learning. I started over. Right, bought a calculator. Sat at my dining room table. Uh, we went over mortgage manuals. How to calculate mortgage payments. Okay, that's boring as shit. Okay, isn't it boring? That's totally. Bo- but you know what it was? 
it was boring but exciting at the same time. So it, it, the the prospect of changing your life was exciting. Hundred percent. Material sounds boring as shit. Well, it well to you, right? And yeah. some people will say producing a four or five hour radio show is boring it as is. shit. And so, <laughs> right, especially <laughs> with with the two hosts that you produce for. No, they're great. No, they're great guys. I'm busting chops here, but you know, some you would look at it as boring. Yeah. I looked at it as an opportunity because when you're a W two employee, okay, you're capped. Right, you can only make this much money at this position, and that's where you're at. When I got into the mortgage business, it was 100% commission. So you you ate what you killed, and there was no boundaries of the range that you could go hunting in. So I'm just like I'm a kid in a candy store here. Let's go. All right. So I learned the business. Got in August 2000. Spent that August through December, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Learning the trade. Uh, sitting in on conversations, just getting the hang of it. And I learned, I got to start generating business. So where do I go? Where do people you know, congregate? I, I was in a fraternity in college, so I looked at police and fire. It, it, they're fraternities, right? Yeah. They're around each other. Firemen are on for 24. They're off for 48. So long story short, I, I started going to firehouses. Said if I did a loan for one of the uh, guys or gals on uh, on a shift, black, green, gold, whatever the you know shift it was, I'll cook a steak for the entire house, all three shifts. Got in, one led to two, two led to four, four led to six, six led to twelve, and started building my business that way. Really. That's how I grew my business. Just by that, that's you started by going into a firehouse. I printed out flyers. Said, I'm, uh, if I do a loan for anybody in this house, I'll cook steaks for the entire house. And I got into every, I got into houses, not every single house, but I got a list of all the firehouses in Chicago. I stopped in good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods. I stopped off, left my flyers, and I'd say, hey, I just cooked steak at, at house 25, and I, I, I just cooked house, I just cooked steaks in Niles, and then I'd go over to Rosemont. What year is this, like 95, 96? No, this is, this is 2000. This is August of 2000, 2001. So this is 20 years ago when I first started, right? And then, and then where I got my big break. So I started hustling. There, you know, the subprime market was there. You could do a lot more loans for a lot more people, help a lot more uh, listeners out and borrowers out than we could do now. There's a lot of restrictions. I used those subprime loans to help people, not to screw people right. like others did. I fixed them up and then put them into a Fannie Freddie FHA loan. So long story short, two of my uh, realtors who I, I did business with were huge Kevin Matthews fans. Okay. As was I. Yeah. I would listen to Kevin dr- driving around all of the, I listened to the loop all day long when I was driving in my car. And um, they're like, hey, we're in the back of a limo with Mo Driver, Kevin Matthews sidekick, Scott McKay. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no shot. You know, you know, these two guys were just complete knuckleheads. So I'm just like, there's no shot. They're, I'm like, put them on the phone, right? Because Kev had uh, live remotes every Friday, yeah. okay? And I they, missed that. Right? It was great. And he would, Kevin Matthews is a wizard. And he would bounce around to different, it was sponsored by a, a beer company, and they bounce around to different right. bars every Friday. So I'm like, put, put Kevin Matthews. I, I'm like, you put Mo Driver on. So they put Mo Driver on. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm like, holy shit, that's Mo Driver, <laughs> right? Who I would later got to know really good to be Scott McKay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you'll never get me alone. My credit sucks. You'll never get me alone. I said, dude, here's the deal. These two guys will find you a house. I'll get you a mortgage. And when I get you a mortgage and you don't think I get you a mortgage, you put me on the radio and just have me on. And he's like, sure. N- never think I get him a loan. It-, it was a challenging loan. We got him into the loan. Showed up at his house. He closed on a Friday. Showed up at his house in Evanston. Two bags of groceries. Staples, right? Toilet paper, whatever. Milk, yeah. eggs, sugar. And two $100 gift certificates at Marciano's in, o- in Old Orchard. I'm like, here's dinner tonight. 
and and whatever. And and here's some staples. When am I getting on the radio? Yeah. He's like, come on down. This one, Kevin just quit or got whatever happened at CKG back right. then. Kevin's gone. Uh, Pete McMurray, Moore, and Miles gets dropped down to middays, and they're and they're trying to find a replacement for uh, after Steve Dahl's uh, yeah. Dahl's on until seven, and they're looking for seven to ten. So he's like, "I'll have you on." He's like, "Let me get the show started, and 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 we'll see how it goes." Uh, you'll be on at seven fifteen. If you're good, we'll keep going. If you suck, I blow you out, and and I paid you back. I'm like, okay. So I get on seven fifteen in the Prudential Plaza, as you know. Yeah, I'm parked six layers down. It's like a bomb shelter down there. I got my old BlackBerry. This is twenty years ago. And I have all my phones from the office forwarded to my cell phone. So the reception 20-some 20, 20 years ago was horrible, right? And then I, I go on. All of a sudden, he's like, hey, does anybody have any questions? Phone lines let up. And I'm not giving out my phone number. I'm just answering listeners' questions yeah. like I do now on my show at GN. Right? I just, when I'm on, it's not call me, call me, call me, because nobody would call you. It, it's answer their questions. I was answering questions about divorce. My 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 mother's going into a nursing home. My daughter's getting married. I've got debt. I've got this. I'm self-employed. It was like one after the other. 45 minutes, phone lines lit up. All 10 lines coming into CKG were lit up. So I'm like, no radio experience at all. No. I'm just giving information. So he's like, well, hey, man, what th- that was great. Why don't you give out your phone number? Didn't give out my phone number once during the 45 minutes. He's like, why don't you give out... Your phone number, so our listeners, if they have further questions after the, you know, when you get off, they can follow up. Gave out the phone number at the time. I got down to the... 855-56-DAVID. Well, now it's 855-56-DAVID, website 56david.com. I got I got down to the basement, got out in Lower Wacker Drive, okay, from the b- bomb shelter here. Yeah. My BlackBerry blows up. I have 25 voicemails, plus voicemails, from listeners... Or one I was just on with with, with Scott McKay. Yeah. So I'm like, holy smokes. I mean, I'm like old Jed here. You know, we're shooting at the raccoon and, and hit the gold mine. So I started advertising, you know, on WCKG. I got I, I was on with I was on with Pete McMurray. I, I, I got to meet Steve Dahl, who I still have a relationship with. Then I, I was on for an hour on Sundays. It grew to two hours, and then it grew to three hours on Saturday. And boom, I just kept doing the radio show. I've been doing the Saturday morning radio show in Chicago for 18 years. What do you think it is about radio that, that provides such that fertile breeding ground for your kind of business? It's authenticity. It's the same now as it was then. 100%. Your phone, your phone lines of the Saturday morning GN show blow still, up. still blow up. Right, but it's a different type of show because it's more. I, you know, we can talk about that later. It's not like call me, call me, call me. Right. I, I've got more experts in, and it's a WGN show now. It's not my show. Yeah. So that's a little different. So I'm there as kind of like a, like a bonafide host like instead the mediator. of yeah. right, right, exactly. I'm but but kinda, what is it about the medium? Well, here it's the authenticity. Okay, and I'm from Chicago. Yeah. Right, I grew up in Chicago. I'm born in Brooklyn. Came here first grade. I went to first grade on here. I, I, I grew up in Des Plaines. Right, yeah. we moved here. I lived in an apartment complex, and and the one thing that Chicago Chicagoans know is bullshit. Right, they can hear bullshit. If you're trying to bullshit them, they will call you bullshit and turn you off. And they'll call into the station and say you're full of shit. Yeah, and 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 then change the station. I don't bullshit people. If you have an ugly baby, I'm not going to say, oh, look at that cute. No, you got an ugly baby. You got some work to do here. Yeah. Right? If you got a tough situation, hey, 
you've got a tough situation here, right? I got a buddy of mine up north who's got $80,000 worth of credit card debt. I'm like, where the fuck have you been for the past two years? I see this guy every other week, right? He lives down the street from me. How do you rack up $80,000 of credit card debt? It's, 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 I guess there are a lot of circumstances. There's a lot of different, I'm not judging him. I'm like, dude, I've known you. Our kids are friends. I'm like, you're coming to me now when rates are uh, double where they were last year. Values are now slipping. I, it, now I'm trying to shoehorn him in to a loan to try to help him. Yeah. Would have been easier a year ago when he would have qualified yeah. for more on his properties. So here, the median in radio is great. I use real live examples in my spots. I don't make any, I change the names. Yeah. But every type of, every commercial I run, it's somebody we've done a loan for or somebody we couldn't help. So our listeners and your podcast listeners and, and score listeners, hey, I know somebody in that situation. Okay, and that's it's the authenticity because Chicago more than anybody, Chicago radio listeners, if you bullshit them, they they could smell it, they could hear it, and they could tell. So I just I just I'm just authentic. I just tell like it is. You know what I mean? It's just like you know when we were doing the what about Chicago and and somebody you know the radio and somebody said well what about banks? It frosted my ass. What about banks? The banks should have been coming in with twenty five fifty thousand dollars. Here's David Hochberg with the ten thousand dollar donation. I threw another ten grand in during the event, which you still owe me a cook off. By the way, I didn't forget about that. I didn't forget about it either. I know, I know, and I got I got the five thousand dollars at Northwestern because my wife was an MSU grad and I got to wait. Till MSU comes down because the weekend. So all of that stuff, right? Why am I, you know, David Hochberg, mortgage professional? And you got all these gigantic, ginormous banks around us, not calling in, in and saying, "Hey, here's twenty five, fifty grand." Perfect opportunity. Everybody's listening. It's one of the highest rated twenty four hours here ever on the station with with the programming you right. run. So that's the difference. I just give it to people the way it is. You like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. You want to come to me for a mortgage? Great. The information I'm given is is totally portable. Right, the divorced mother of two with shitty credit in Bangor, Maine, Key West, Florida, San Diego, Anchorage, Alaska, or or, or Hilo, uh, uh, Hawaii doesn't matter. No, these are the same ways to get yourself into a better position, so somebody can help you. If it's me, great, I get to feed my family and cover my advertising bills. If it's somebody else, great, at least you've got the information to better yourself. Or it might not be you; it might be your friend, family, coworker, and or neighbor who's having a, that, the challenge sure. we're talking about. Sure. They could be like, hey, this guy, heard this guy, he doesn't sound like he's full of shit. He's helped a lot of people. He's got 21 years experience doing this and everything that he's telling you actually works. People are embarrassed though, right? There's got to be a, a factor of, of pride there. Listen, here's the deal. When, when you've got, I keep hearing this, Peroni's disease with your 30%, you know, curve in your penis, right? What? No, you know, you know, you know these Peroni's. Uh, uh, Peroni, a thirty percent curve in a yeah, penis? it's all over the radio. You know, so listen, if you got a thirty, if you got a thirty degree curve in your penis, which I hear these commercials, not that I do, I'm just bringing it up. Uh, we don't, we don't run those. We, you, you, yeah, you do. What are you talking about? You're running. Um, I guarantee you that you're running. Well, maybe Peroni's disease. Yeah. Well, maybe your listeners don't have thirty percent curves in their penises, but all the other stations do, right? You've got to go into a urologist and say, hey, I've got a problem here. Right, it's like going into a doctor and saying, "I've got this growth down down below," or you know what, I'm tired of being overweight. I got to do something, or hey, I've got I've got a dependency problem. I need help. There's no difference with spending, Shane. Spending is 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 an addiction. Okay, some some people, some listeners have an addiction to spending money. 
and they spend money that they don't have. Me, yeah. I wasn't raised that way. It's not a problem. I've got other problems, but that's not one of my problems. But I understand that that is a serious problem, just like drinking and smoking and gambling. Spending money, shopping addiction is huge. Buying shit you don't need that you can't afford is a major problem that we have. And I'm not making light of it. I see it every day. And the challenge we have now, as interest rates are flying high, I mean, they're going high, high, high every single day. All right, so day. It, it, break that down, whiteboard that, explain that like, like, like the listener is five years old. Why can you go last year, interest rates being very manageable and more profitable for you, what happens? Well, well, well here's what happens. In August to 2020, your, your listeners could go back. The 10-year note governs mortgage rates. Okay? okay, it's not the Fed. What the Fed does, the Fed and the and the the short-term rates and the long-term rates run kind of side by side, but they don't work hand in hand. The 10-year note is what governs mortgage rates. In August of 2020, and your listeners could look this up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The 10-year note was at 0.5, which means the 30-year fix was at about 2.5 to 2.625, the lowest I've ever seen it. If you would have told me the rate 30 years would be in the twos at any time I was in the mortgage, I told you you're effing crazy. Okay? Fine. That's the bottom of the bottom. You can what look was it at up. when you started? The uh, 30-year fix was where it's at now, 6, 6.5%. Wow. Okay? So it's back to where it was 21 years ago. So now, but before we started, the 10-year note's at 3.2. 3.28. Okay. So the 30 year fix has gone from 2.5 to 2.625 to 5.5 to 6.5, depending upon what you're doing. Not everybody's going to get the same rate because it's based on credit, the type of property, the type of transaction. There's a lot of variables that go into a rate. So all these idiots on the radio that quote rates are full of shit because they, you can't quote a rate. Whoop, there goes my phone. You can't quote a rate without knowing five or six different variables. All sure. right. So, but. That's what you need to do. Then the Fed kicks in because we have an inflation problem. People are getting, they got their PPP money, they got their student loan money that they weren't making payments on, and they put it and they started buying stuff. And then they got their, um, they got their money from their mortgage that they weren't making on their mortgage payment for 30 months because they went into forbearance and they spent it someplace else. And they jacked their fucking credit cards up. Yeah. Okay, so instead of taking that money, what do Americans do better than anybody else? 
we spend fucking money we don't have. Okay, and I see credit reports every day, twenty to $40,000 is what we see from radio listeners. That has increased as the fuel prices have gone up, and I'm not making any political statement. I'm just stating a fact. As, as, as the fuel went from $1.87, where it was um, a couple of years ago, because I'm like, holy shit, I haven't seen $1.87 in 20 years. I'm going to fill in, even though I didn't need, need it, so I could say I got $1.87 gas. It goes up to five six, and now it's come down you know, to the mid-fours in Lake County. It's, it's low-fours. Our listeners don't have the money to pay that, and they're putting it on their credit cards to 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 expense exponentially harden up the problem. Is is that the short term rates that the Fed controls have been increasing exponentially as well? Started in March of this year, and the Fed Chair Palman said last week in Wyoming that he's going to continue to jack it up. We're looking at another thirty. Uh, three quarters of a basis point, 75 basis point jump, and he's going to take this economy into the rocks. He doesn't care about it. He's got to get employment down. He's got to, I'm sorry, he's got to get inflation down. And if it's got to cost jobs and it's got to bring people back, shock people back into reality, just like post 9-11. Well, they didn't have to work for two years. Nobody nobody, nobody had to work for two years. Exactly. The, the fuckers here don't have to come into the office, so it, everyone's lazy. You didn't have to work for two years. You got paid for two years. You didn't have to make your mortgage yeah. payment for two years. You didn't have to make your rent payment for two years. And now, after a 32-month stop, you got to have to start making your student loan payments in January. And then you've had businesses that were getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, some of them, that didn't need the money for free. Everything's forgivable for them. And I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying the fact, right? So they got two, $300,000, didn't need it. People in the trades that were booming during COVID, they were getting PPP money. Yeah. So where did that money go? Back in the economy. They were spending it. Why do you think everything's so expensive? Everything's off the shelf. So now we got to crash that down. It's to be a shock to the system. It'll be horrible. Some of our listeners will lose their jobs. Some of them, uh, some of our listeners will get cut back on their salaries that they got bumped up. And it's just a fact. Mortgage industry is off 65 to 70%. You have 73%. This is according to Fidelity title. I got this information from them. 73% of homeowners have mortgage rates, 30-year fixed rates, under 4%, which is unheard of. So the only way those listeners who own a home are going to be able to Get out of that loan as if they either somebody passes away and they have to move. If there's a divorce and you've got to get somebody off the mortgage, if you have to sell the house uh, to move or relocate, if you're downsizing. So that's where we're at right now, Shane. It's a completely different market. It's going to cost our listeners, your podcast listeners, the score listeners, more money on a monthly basis. Okay, thirty to, to finance a hundred thousand dollars on a mortgage last year at this time, last last September first, it was like four hundred twenty three dollars a month. For every hundred thousand dollars you're financing now, it's six hundred fifty dollars a month. That's every so it's another two hundred plus dollars to finance the same hundred thousand dollars. Where's that money coming from? Right, it's got to come. From, and then the real estate taxes, you got to pay real estate taxes, and then you've got to pay homeowners insurance. Now here, you're renting from somebody. That person's expenses are also going up. Yeah, he hasn't raised my rent, though, uh, in gra- four years. Brace for impact, okay? So that's coming, okay? That's coming sometime soon because your landlord, the real estate taxes on the two or three unit building. But well, what if he's just a really nice guy? Then he's a schmuck and losing his ass. 
okay, or, or you're doing favors for him on the side. I don't know what's going on there. No, listen, he might own the building free and clear, and you're a great tenant, and and he doesn't want any any problems, and and you keep the place clean, and you're out there, and you're a solid guy, right? You might sure. get a break, but 95 percent of your listeners out there might not have as a, a lucky as a break as you get because you got a great landlord. Okay, I, I kept my rent when when I owned my house before I knocked it down to build my house. I kept the rent the same because I didn't want to have to deal with cleaning it out and move, and bringing somebody in and re reassessing another renter. Sure, money was coming in. Whatever, I'm fine. Keep the property up. I don't have to cut the grass. I don't have to shovel the snow. I cashed the check. I lost a couple hundred bucks. I still own the property. Property's pretty. I'm happy. Sure, right. So so you might be in that situation. Ninety nine percent of your listeners. Don't have that situation. So basically what you're saying is over the next couple of years, everyone's fucked. What I'm saying is, I didn't say that. That's your interpretation yeah. of what I said. Yep. I Over the next 12 to 18 months, maybe two years, everything's going to be more expensive when it comes to housing. Okay. What's going to happen is the Fed, he's already said what's going to happen. He's going to take this economy into the rocks. He's going to crash the inflation. That's his number one goal. He doesn't care who is going to be left on the sidelines, how many dead bodies are going to be, you know, saying that in, in jest, but he does, he's got to get inflation down under 2%. What that's going to do is it's going to slow everything down. I've been doing this 21 years, Shane. I've seen this, mm-hmm. I've seen this freaking rodeo before. Then they drop the rates. I feel like I'm I'm watching the Big Short right now, and and you're, you're uh, it's you're, different. It's different. But I know it's probably not that extreme. But you're you're forecasting. You're like the the not the Nostradamus of what's coming in the next two well, years, and no one's listening to you. Well, right. I called. Listen, last this time last year, I was on every single radio station that I'm on, and I told everybody, sell your effing homes now. Right, sell your home. This was August, September of last year, and you could pull the tapes. Okay, yeah, we will. Uh, I, <laughs> Katie's doing it right now. Yeah, I'm sure we, we have a fact checker on Bourbon and a Buddy. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure paid him three fifty an hour, yeah. like in the eighties. But I, I told everybody that would listen, sell your freaking house now. It's at the peak. You can't sustain this type of. Uh, increase in values. Okay, this appreciation for this long, you had an unbelievable rates are going to start going up. And what? And of course, there you go. They, they found it. So, so here, they found the rates. Siri found it. Right, found my tapes. So here, you, you can't sustain it. And then what's happened? We're already off six to eight percent in my neighborhoods in Northbrook. Homes that were on the market at this time last year would have sold for in 3 days for $50,000 above ask cash values yeah. no home inspections homes are on the market now 120 days permaseal trucks are in the driveway which means they're fixing the leaks in the basement that at this time last year they didn't really care no home inspection what does take the freaking house we've lost 10 other houses here it's it's 750 we'll give you 8 no contingency will close on Thursday yeah right now these houses are sitting uh, contingency offers, which means that they have to sell their prior house to buy this house, and we saw and we're seeing for real life. Eight, I just, a house down the street from me, eight nine percent, eight nine percent retraction in value. They lost fifty thousand dollars, listed it for eight, sold it for seven thirty something, and they had a a waterproofing company out. We, I think it was it was it was Permacil. They had Permacil out, which means that's ten, fifteen, twenty grand, whatever they had done in their basement, because yeah. because that's what a new drain tile system costs. So it's a completely different market. So what I'm saying is is that if you want to get back, if you want to buy a home, the best things that your listeners can do is work on these things: their credit. Their credit, their credit, their credit, their credit. Okay, there are a number of different variables that go into buying a home. 
But the top five variables to get the lowest rate and to make it easy for you and the mortgage professional helping you are your credit scores. And the best way to put yourself in a great, strong position to get a low mortgage rate, whatever the rates are at the time, is to work on your credit and establish credit because some of your listeners are like, ah, fuck credit. I don't need a credit card. I'm working on debit cards. That's a sucker's bet. I mean, if, you got, if you're just using a debit card, I mean, I mean, you're not building any credit. They're just sucking money out of your checking and savings account. You're not building any credit. Right? I mean, I mean, here, what's the difference? I don't understand this debit card thing. And my kids are the same way. It drives me fucking crazy. I got, I got a 20, I got a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old. It's like debit card, debit card, debit card. I'm like, hey, what if you, instead of using the debit card, you get a credit card, which you're building credit on, right? TransUnion Equifax Experian. And you, and you use your credit card to charge your four Ts, toothpaste, toilet paper, tampons, transportation, right? Whatever the basics are, okay? Your four Ts? Yeah, I came up with that. You just go with that, and 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 your and your audience instead of tampons, well, they'll still buy the tampons, but to light their fireworks so they don't blow their hands up. It, it, you got to dip it in gas. It's a whole different thing. So, if you use your credit card, right, a debit card, what happens? You stick it in the machine, it comes out of your account, it's not there anymore. Right. If you use a credit card, you put it on a credit card using somebody else's money. You're getting points for something, right? I, Binnie's, I, you know, you, you know, you're a Binnie's guy, right? Yeah. Or, or, or a Whole Foods guy, you know, wherever yeah. you get your meat. Get a credit card from them. You get points so you get free shit. And then every- okay, but you you talked about it in the first five ten minutes. Americans have a spending problem, and the the credit card enables that. Well, so so maybe no, maybe people no. are, are afraid of that. Uh, some people are afraid of that, but if you want to buy a home and you have no credit, or you want to you want to build some type of credit for the future. Right, you you have a debit card, right? You can't spend any more than you know what's in there. So it's self control. You can only spend what's in there, and then every Friday, go online and pay it off. So you got one week's of charge, yeah. right? You you've got to control. You got to grow up, right? Yeah. I mean, we can't keep everybody in a fucking bubble. I guess we can, right? My, my here, my daughter's at college. She's a nineteen year old college. We're on some Facebook page, and the parents are like, "Is there anybody that could show my son how to do laundry?" I'm like, well, "Fucking talking, dude." Right. Yes, See, that's that's a different conversation. I what? could do forty five minutes on the yeah. It's like the what do laundry of of this generation? I can't but... find a special chair. Is anybody driving down from the Jersey Shore to Florida to drop the chair off? I'm like, what? What do you got? I'm like, this is like. Helicopter parents in in college. I'm like, maybe you could go without the chair for you know for. You know, I know you, you turn found your watch the chair. off. I don't even know how to do it. It's it's like you have no respect for for. Dude, I'm lucky I made it here. Okay, I have you know I have all the respect for you. I should just sit on it. I have no idea how to work this technology. I'm glad it's a fad. It's gonna fade out here soon. You won't need any of this shit. They're so stupid. Apple watches. Have some have some class and oh, get yourself a, a real watch. I got real make your watches. wrist look. look I got good. real watches. So if you don't know how it works, what do you? Why, why are you wearing an Apple Watch? Because it because it keeps my heart rate. Make sure I don't have a heart attack. Okay. What's the wildest mortgage story or or home loan approval story that that you've got? What 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 home loan? approval are you most proud of because it was such a shit situation yeah we had a guy who well i could tell you the highest credit card balance that i ever paid off was one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. okay you have a problem with hookers no his wife no this this is a sad story oh, and no. you're gonna feel horrible after i tell you because oh, you Jesus made the hooker Christ. comment oh, fucking no. asshole this guy was an assistant manager at a big box store oh. okay 
Yeah, you feel bad already. Damn. Worked his ass off. He had two jobs as assistant managers, making forty grand at each place. Okay. Worked eighty-five hours at both jobs. Wow. Killed himself. Wife. Jesus. Christ. Wife had some type of. Yeah, you feel good about yourself now, jackass. <laughs> right. And make sure you lead with this, you fucking asshole. Wife had some type of debilitating. Um, medical condition. She couldn't get out of the house. It, it caused her to gain a lot of weight, right? So she was like 250, 300 pounds. So she, she was immobile, right? She, she couldn't get out of the house. So this guy, and I'm not making fun of, uh, of overweight people. I'm just, I'm just no, setting the yeah, table, right? Fine. So she couldn't work. You're going to get canceled. No, <laughs> no, no. She, she couldn't work. She was medically incapable of working. She had some money coming in from Social Security. This was one of my first transactions 15, 20 years ago. Long story short, he had $130,000, $40,000 worth of medical, um, of credit card debt. Just couldn't get out from under it. So thank God he had a ton of equity in his house. We were able, back in the day, we had subprime loans that we, we were able to go to 90% cash out or else he'd be gone. So I'll give you another story after this. And, and, and these have been my two most rewarding. So we were able to cash out, save them literally like seven, $8,000 a month. Completely revolutionized, revolutionized his life. Now, some people say, yeah, but you sucked all the equity out of his home. Okay. I didn't put a gun to his head to call me. Okay. And I saved him seven, $8,000 a month. We paid off $140,000 with the credit card debt. If the guy wants to pay back his equity, he could take half $3,500, $4,000 a month and pay it and pay himself back in three, four, five years yeah. and still be in a better position while he's building back his credit and everything else. He never had a late... Credit card payment. It was unbelievable. He had card tables set up with, with his credit cards, six foot tables. And he was paying his credit cards, and he'd move them down on on a on a on a uh, on, on a belt. You said the guy ended up killing himself. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that I never said he killed himself. I'm just saying he had six foot tables. And I thought you said at the beginning that the guy ended up killing himself. No, he never killed himself. I never said that. Go to the tip. I never said he killed himself. So the bottom line is, it was like a it was like a conveyor belt. Yeah, where, where he pay off one, take it, put it at the end of the line, and. and it going. This guy, the the pressure off him, yeah, was so enormous. It was so rewarding. And 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 the other one was, it was it was post nine eleven. I I was working with a lady who was in charge of a reservation center call center for one of the big airlines. I won't say which one. I won't get too specific. Alaska. She, no, she has a medically challenged daughter that is it needs twenty four hour service. Right, uh, twenty four hour care. It needs somebody to service her needs twenty four hours. 9-11 happens. The entire airline industry gets flushed down the toilet at the time. Her, her job makes six figures. Gone. Gone. Didn't do anything wrong. Gone. Yeah. Got a, got a husband making 68. He was making 100 some grand a year. Then all of a sudden, the credit card bill started piling up. Her credit scores start going down because she had the decision. Do you take, it, do you take care of your child, who's a medically challenged child, in a wheelchair who needs 24-hour supervision, or do you pay your mortgage and credit card bills? Well, of course you're going to take care of your daughter, yeah. right? You're going to take care of your basic needs, and your daughter is your number one basic need. So long story short, we put her into a subprime loan. Her credit scores were in the 580s at the time. Thank God her husband at the time was working. Cleared out all of her credit card debt, started building her credit scores back, building credit scores back, got... Um, refinanced her out of the subprime loans into FHA loans into... 30-year fixed loans, closing on a home t- tomorrow. Her husband got another big job someplace else, 800 credit scores, 780 credit scores. Wow. I'm still to this day, 
to this day, we call her Lola. She, she calls into my show. You yeah. know, we, we keep her name protected. I talk to her like a couple times a year. She thanks me for saving her life and saving her daughter's life because she didn't know where to go. Today, I have no products. We, we as mortgage professionals have no products to put her into today because those loans are, were, were considered toxic. I used those loans as a bridge to get to the other side of trouble, and then we got to the other side of trouble, and they started healing. They went from a third-degree burn to a second-degree burn. Yeah. I'd start working their way back. I took her from a 580 to the high 700s. Her husband's in the 800s, and, and they're buying a um, closing on a condo. Uh, this uh, well, Let's see. Thursday, they're closing on a condo tomorrow. So wonderful. those type of rewarding situation, you look at it, ah, oh, you're just doing numbers. It's no, for, no, 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 no. That's, that, that, I can imagine yeah, how, it, how that would make somebody It's very feel. rewarding. Doing a mortgage is like putting a jigsaw puzzle together, right? Anybody could do, if you're, if you're a 740 credit score, anything above 740, it doesn't matter. It, it's great. And you're making a W-2 income, which is easy to verify, and you've got money in the bank, and you don't have any credit challenges. I could teach my 14-year-old daughter to do that loan. That's point click. But it's the stuff that you got a lot of different layers, a lot of moving pieces. I got to bring my mom in as a, as a co-signer. I had this foreclosure. I'm going through a divorce. I've, I co-signed for my kid's loan. I co-signed for my nephew's loan. That little shithead went, went late, killed my credit. What do I do? I had a foreclosure. Then my father passed away and I did. You know, so I like those, those loans because that's exciting, right? Somebody's coming to me has a challenge, a financial challenge, and I like putting the puzzle together and helping them. They, that's, the, that's where I get my runner's high. I'm not a runner, as you can tell. Yeah. But I didn't Same. Mean, right, right. Well, you didn't have to agree you know, so quickly. Well, with I'm that. honest. Okay, I understand, right? And you're authentic, and that's State why people art. listen. State of the art. Soda. So, <laughs> very Say well, it with me. Very, very well played. Uh, <laughs> I uh, call your soda nutrition soda.com. But um but those type of situations give me that high, right? Where I get satisfaction. Am I making money on the transaction? Sure. I'm making money on the transaction. I close I close a loan, I make I make money on the transaction. That's what we do, right? That's how we get paid. But doing that gives me a sense of joy that I'm helping somebody. And then on the charity side, because you asked me earlier, why do I do all these things? Yeah. I, I, I see these things that are wrong. And I'm in a position now where I can make a difference, right? So when, when, when Danny came to me eight months before the um, telethon, radiothon. R- radiothon, shitting in his pants, not knowing if he was going to be successful. I don't know anybody in this town. Da, da, da. I'm like, like what you sh-? And I told that him. That doesn't sound like Danny Parkinson. Not at all. At all. No, no, you know, Mr. Reassurance. And I told him, I'm like, listen, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I go, you're Danny fucking Parkinson. You have a, you are the host of a drive time sports show, number one sports show in Chicago radio in the number three market. I go, grow a set of balls and let's do this and let's go. Right. And I, and I saw the need because I'm in the mortgage business and I saw what he was doing in Austin. And I know for a fact, cause I've been to Austin, I'm friends with LaShawn Ford, the rep I've been there. It's a horrible place yeah. to, to, to live. And it's seven miles from my house in Northbrook. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yep. So I'm like, Danny, I'm with you. Let's do this and let's go big. Right? He's like, well, I don't want to. I'm like, we're going to raise a half a million dollars. But whoa, let's not. I'm like, we're raising a half a million dollars. You put it out there on the radio. You tell Chicago listeners we're going to raise a half a million dollars and we'll raise more. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And then we started rolling. He started getting his ball started dropping. He started getting confidence. Money started coming in. Yeah. And he killed it. 
Right? Yeah, he just had, over 700. He killed it. He yeah. did a phenomenal job. Everybody, his resources from out of this market came in to support him because he was doing the right thing. Right. So when I see different types of, of charitable opportunities and organizations I could get behind, like, like what, what Danny did. The Salvation Army does a, a, uh, a radiothon on WGN at the end of every year. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. I'm then there with John Williams. He, he's not a money raiser. I am, right? And then when Matt O'Shea said, with the cops with the vest in Chicago, they got to buy their vest. I'm like, this is so fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. I'm like, Let, we got to do something. That's what I told them. So I'm like, let's do a live remote of my show down in your ward, and, and we'll, you know, we'll promote the pancake breakfast. He's like, great. Then what happened? Boom, COVID hits, and everything gets shut down. Yep. So the first year, we, you know, we go down there, and he's like, well, what are we going to raise? And I'm just like... Oh, I think we should raise uh, two hundred fifty grand. I'm like, you know, let's throw it out there. I mean, we're raising seventy to eighty grand for three hours on the radio for the Salvation Army. Yeah, I, I could at least triple that, quadruple that. Let, let's go. And then, you know, my my sales rep at GN, Kevin McDonough. You know, Kevin, oh, I love Kevin. Kevin's the best. He's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Let's not let's not shoot. Let's horrible not, softball player and and horrible horrible setting Ooh, goals. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, well, do, we'll do that when we're done here. Right, right. So, you know, setting goals for. I'm like, your dude, team sucks. You got to go. My team sucks. We lost two. Don't worry about my team. So, the long story short, we got behind it. We pulled an Eddie Olchek. Right, I did Eddie's loan. Eddie, I need a favor. Hey, I called around. I got Savvy signed some sweaters. Troy Murray signed some sweaters. All these guys called in. Raised two hundred fifty. Thanks to Walsh and 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 local one hundred and fifty was huge. Started us out with a sixty, I think sixty three thousand dollar donation to get us going. So thanks to you know the boys in one hundred and fifty and uh, and Walsh Construction. But when I see something, and I could now, I'm in a position. To do something, financially I could do something. I have the resources to do it. Plus I've got access to the radio and stations to do something. We're having an event here. I'll just throw it out there. I, I teamed up with Zanies. He's given us a night. They're giving us the entire door for an event on October 5th. More, inf- more information to come. We're going to have a 50-50 raffle there. We'll probably raise 15, 20 grand. For the vest again? For the vest again, yeah. So I'm getting started early, yeah. right? I got a coffee company that's going to donate a portion of whatever coffee we buy. I hooked in uh, Chief and, and, and White Sox Dave. The Barstool guys are going to help me out. Yeah. I did both uh, White Sox Dave and Chief's loan. I'm like, hey, I need some help. What are you doing? Boom, we're going to come up with the sweatshirt. We're going to sell the sweatshirt. Yeah. Raise money that way. So I'm going for a half a million dollars sure. instead of 250. So when I see something, I get excited. When I get excited, I get I get engaged. And when I get engaged, I do it. It's, I don't do shit half-assed, right? Right. I, of course, no. It, no, it, no. It's not fifty-five miles an hour. I'm I'm a, I'm eighty-five in the left lane, flashing to get the fuck out of my way. Where are you at in ten years? Ten years? You retired? <clears throat> no, I'll never retire. Ten years. I'm fifty-five years old. Ten years. I hope. Uh, I hope I'm financially. I, I hope I'm. Financially secure. I hope my kids are uh, will be at my my youngest will be twenty four. Has graduated or maybe not even graduate is doing something she loves. I don't care if she goes to college. I just want her to do something she loves doing. I hope yeah. all my three kids are happy, safe, and healthy. I hope my wife is still with me. I hope my health and her health, and I hope our, our surrounding family. That's the most important. That's thing. not fun though. No, 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 no. You know, I'm just saying. That's what you, you you asked me where I see in 10 years. I hope everybody that I love and that I appreciate, I hope you're healthy. I hope you're successful. I hope I hope you're making 10 times more money than they're paying here because I don't know how you make it on what they're paying you here, but that's a whole another story. But but the what where I see myself, I see myself 
transitioning into just doing the radio, I'll have a team of loan officers. Sure. And I've trained up five new loan officers in the past three years who are great, young, young, hungry David Hochbergs that I saw myself 20 years ago, yeah. where I'll just go, bounce around to the different stations, answer listeners' questions, do podcasts like this, and make the phones ring, have them do the business, and I'll be the voice in the face, hopefully get on uh, WGN TV more than a couple of times a month like I'm doing right now. Very appreciative of them yeah. in the afternoon. Adrian Barlow he invites me in anytime there's a mortgage story, so I'm super appreciative to the uh, fine, fine folks at, at WGN TV. But just... And, and then I, I want to take it and do speaking engagements to educate, educate the consumers on how not to get fucked when getting a mortgage yeah. and the stuff that they need to do. I love to go around to colleges and do college talks and say, here's what they're not telling you. And here's what you need to know. If you want to buy a home sometime in the next five to 10 years, you need to start doing this now. With my 20 plus years at that time, I'll have 30 plus years of experience. I don't want to get paid. Just pay for the airfare, my my car in there, and my food and my hotel, and fly me home. Yeah. Right. I it just I'll have enough money to do that. I'll just do it because it'll be fun to do and to see the you know you know when you connect with somebody that light goes off. That's what I want. I just want the younger generation that's not being taught any type of financial literacy to where they should be, to understand what they're going into while they're taking on $250,000 with the, you know, debt to, to graduate college that they'll never pay off. That's a whole other story for another day. But just educating uh, consumers and be the beacon out there that, that people could come to to get an honest answer to their question. Sometimes the answer is, you're really screwed, I can't help you. Right. Here's the name and number of a bankruptcy attorney. Or, hey, I'm really sorry I can't help you with that. Here's the name and number of a trust or a state planning expert. Hey, I'm really sorry I can't help you. What you have is phenomenal right now. You know, you might want to take out a line of credit to fix it. Or, hey, what your kid did completely blew his leg off, and it's going to take two or three years to grow back. They have to live in your basement. But here's what you could do over the next 36 months to get them strong enough to get them out of your basement. Yeah. So that's where I see myself. In. So you just recommend that I marry Rich? I think you should marry somebody. Here, my mother told me this. It's just as easy. I don't easy. want to marry your mother. No, well, my mother passed away a couple years oh, ago, so peace. that would be a little odd, yeah. um, unless you're into marrying uh, deceased people that mm-hmm. died in 2018. That's a little awkward, but each their own. Um, my mother always told me, and Jess, it's always marry. It's always easier to marry a rich girl. As, as, it's just as easy to marry a rich girl as it is a poor girl. So, long story short, marry somebody you love. Right, work your ass off. Cream always rises. the The market sees talent. I, you know, you and I had this conversation four years ago. Yeah, I almost got fired. Four years ago. Right. Right. It, it, right. We, we came up with the idea. What did we say? Start cooking in your home. Right. People yeah. create the content. Who told you that? You did. Right. Create the content. I actually sponsored it. And, and the big shots here got all pissed off. Yeah. And I told them to go shove it up their ass. Well, well, you have to pay us. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not paying you for Shane cooking in, in, in his apartment. Yeah. And, and I bought a freezer for him, uh, you know, you know, to store the half a cow I, I purchased for him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why don't you guys capitalize on it and put him in and put him in your cooking studio yeah. here on 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 you know his brand new cooking studio? I'm the guy sponsoring him uh, in in his in his kitchen. Yeah, I'm they like, don't I'm care. not paying you to yeah. have him cook in his kitchen on his own time. No, they don't. So care. here, I think you 
have got unbelievable potential. I've told you this four years ago when we sat prior right. to COVID. You're, you're you're doing it. You're having success. Right. And and your sky's the limit, buddy. I I believed in you the first I, when I when I met you at WGN. We, I met yeah. you at WGN. You, you, you were probably 2015 or 2016. 2015, 2016. Then you came here and became some big shot assistant. You know, Mitch's assistant uh, producer or executive, whatever the hell they called you, program I, director. Yeah, secretary. Yeah, well, you know, you clean up his mess. But but you, but it's a whole different story. The market will identify talent, and the talent will get rewarded. You 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 have to be patient here. I had a big party for all of my uh, people on my show in my backyard. I had yeah. two of my daughters. One daughter was at college. And uh, two of my daughters and their friends be waitresses, just carry around food. Sure. One daughter, could, my 19-year-old, could give two shits, and her friend were, were out fucking off in the in the house. And my senior in high school and her friend busting their ass, sweating. It was like 90 degrees. It was hot. And they were constantly going. My And my daughter kept going. Am I working hard? Am I working hard? Am I working hard? Dad, am I working every every five minutes, right? You know, she'd come around working. I'm like, Lindsay, you're doing great. I appreciate it. So at the end of the night, I gave I gave my older daughter, I paid her out. I paid her friend out. And then I gave her, I gave my middle daughter and her friend an extra 50 bucks. And they're like, you know, shocked. They go, here, I'm going to teach you something right now. I go, I saw how hard you were working. Sure. And I saw what my other daughter was doing. And I go, in life... This is very valuable. I go, I'm not trying to be, you know, all God inspiring here. I go, but in life, the people you work for will identify the work that you do and how hard you work. You don't have to continue to pester them and tell them how hard, you know, you're working. Your work will speak for itself and you will be rewarded because hard work always pays off and you raise yourself above everybody else. Just like you raised yourself, you two ladies raised yourself up. Uh, from my older daughter and her friend, and sure. you were rewarded handsomely. I gave him an extra fifty dollars yep. for for three hours worth of work for for a seventeen year old. That's pretty damn good money. Yeah. And I appreciated how hard she was working and busting her ass. So I think you sky's the limit with you. All right, so Mary Rich, yes, Mary yeah, Rich. Thank you, appreciate that. Thanks for coming in. Um, Thanks for having I'll me. I'll see you in about twenty years yeah. when, when I uh, need a mortgage and when I can uh, uh, stop yourself afford <laughs> a mortgage. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate the time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.